0: What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Night Shift. I'm your host, as always, Zach Hernandez, and today it is May 3rd, a day after game one of the Warriors-Lakers second round series, and I got a lot of things that I want to unpack. This episode is just me riding solo, and I just want to cover, give a little analysis on the game last night, um, how I think it went, how I think this series is ultimately going to go, what the Warriors need to do. Um, just, and and just give my thoughts on that game last night, because I do have a lot of them. Um, there's not a whole lot else that I'm going to be covering today. It's mostly just going to be, um, a shorter episode, mostly just covering this game. And, um, we're going to jump right into it right now. Just going to give my brief thoughts. So last night, game one in the Bay area in San Francisco at the chase center, the Lakers beat the Warriors 117 to 112. Um this game was kind of pretty much back and forth for the most part in the first half. Um it was just very close game. You, no one was running away with anything. Um a team they each team kind of had a good stretch and then you know here and there but ultimately this game it was very very close. Um and then the second half came along. The third quarter kind of came out and the Lakers kind of put a lead on us. Um and then the fourth quarter kind of was the same story until kind of later in the fourth quarter when the Warriors came back. So the biggest deficit that the Warriors faced last night was 14 points. They were down by 14 points. Um, I'm pretty sure that was in the fourth quarter. It was getting ugly. I was losing a decent amount of confidence, but not all of it, of course. And then and then the Warriors started clawing back. Guys started hitting shots. Steph Curry started hitting threes. Um, And the Warriors came all the way back. And then they tied it with about a minute to go with a Steph Curry three and then ultimately fell short, lost by five. So the first thing that I want to talk about here is Anthony Davis. Okay, Anthony Davis had 30 points, 23 rebounds, four blocks. He shot 11 of 19. Just just a phenomenal stat line from Anthony Davis. And Anthony Davis is not DeMontis Sabonis. Not even close. So I don't know if the Warriors thought he was, um. I don't know if they weren't expecting a whole lot from Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis dominated the game, every aspect of the game. Anthony Davis was the most dominant player of this game. This isn't Demontis Sabonis anymore. Demontis Sabonis was was essentially exposed. Um, he was, uh, and I'm not gonna sit here and say that he's he played terribly. F- I mean, he didn't he didn't play very good. De- DeMonte Simons did not play very good, actually. I um, mean, he, he, de- he played pretty well in the first half of Game 7. That was his best moments. But regardless, Anthony Davis is a different player. Anthony Davis went healthy. He's arguably a superstar. He probably is. Anthony Davis is, th- is the best player on the Lakers. Anthony Davis is the best player on the Lakers. So Anthony Davis comes in here, scores 30 points, grabs 23 about 23 rebounds, shoots efficiently, dominates. So I'm hearing a lot of Warrior fans talking about, hey, you know, all we got to do is contain Anthony Davis. Oh, look, we lost by five when Anthony Davis had this really good game. All we got to do is contain Anthony Davis. How? How are we going to do that? That's a lot easier said than done to say that, oh, all we got to do is contain Anthony Davis. Tell me how. Because I don't see a way that we do contain Anthony Davis here. We got no bigs. We have no big man. We have no player above 6'9 getting minutes. Kevon Looney's our tallest player, and he's six foot nine, and that's nothing against Kevon Looney. I love Kevon Looney; is criminally underpaid. He is the reason that we're even here. He was without Kevon Looney last series, we don't win, we don't beat the Kings in seven. Um, I mean, Kevon Looney's amazing, but he can only do so much. He's he's just smaller, and at the end of the day, that's something you cannot change. He's just smaller than Anthony Davis, and Anthony Davis is bigger. He, he's taller, he's he's stronger, he's wider. Um, and at the end of the day, that, that's that, right? So what's the plan here? Force Anthony Davis to shoot? Sure, if you could somehow find a way to force Anthony Davis to shoot, I'm all for it. How are you going to do that, though? Anthony Davis can destroy us in the paint. Again, I think Draymond Green and Kevon Looney can only do so much when it comes to Anthony Davis, when it comes to somebody as big as him. Anthony Davis is just a beast. So when it comes to somebody as big as him, um as dominant as him when healthy, obviously it's going to be it's a tough task. It's a, it's a it's a very very tough task. I don't see the Warriors stopping Anthony Davis. If AD can play I'm not I'm not I'm not saying he's gonna have thirty and twenty again, which he could but I'm not saying that's gonna happen. but I'm just gonna say Anthony Davis can run this series just absolutely run it because we won't have an answer for it again, a lot of warrior friends out there Anthony Davis let's just contain him. all we got to do is contain him. I don't see the logical um, solution for that. I don't see it. I don't know. I don't think we have one. Um, we're going to have to put bodies on him. We're going to have to try to force the ball out of his hands. I just don't know how that's going to be done. I'm hoping they can figure out those adjustments though. But that that's it. That's like I said, that's a very tough task. So Anthony Davis absolutely destroyed the Warriors last night. Um, and he's the best player on the, on the Lakers. Anthony Davis is the best player on the Lakers. I don't know if that's much of a debate at this point in time. Um, this is his team. This is an Anthony Davis-led Lakers team. Obviously went healthy because sometimes he's not. Most of the time he's not, but he is now. This is an Anthony Davis-led Lakers team. And he showed that last night. He showed that last night in game one where he came out and destroyed, played 43 minutes, um, and absolutely ran things. So um, the next thing that I want to cover is just the Warriors' defense in general. right? The Warriors gave up 96 points to the Lakers in the first half. 96 points in the oh, excuse me that's not true 96 points through three quarters they gave up nine so that to the Lakers okay okay <laughs> 96 points I mean that just shows obviously they gave up 117 but um their defense was just not there they couldn't get stops the Warriors could not get stops um they were lucky that they they played a little better in the sec in the fourth quarter defensively the Lakers started missing more shots they didn't go on any of those runs. But ultimately the Warriors were failing defensively on almost every on almost every aspect of the defensive side of the ball. They're gonna have to clean that up. They're gonna have to clean that up big time. Um, because they 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 couldn't get a stop. They could not get a stop and they kept scoring. The Lakers were scoring and scoring. Obviously, ended up going up by 14 points at one point. The Warriors dug themselves a hole, which is something that they tend to do a lot. They tend to dig themselves holes. We literally saw it against the Kings. They dug themselves a 2-0 hole. They ended up coming back and winning at 7, but they dug themselves a 2-0 hole. They did it last night. They dug themselves a 14-point hole. Then they they clawed all the way back. They went on. It might have been a 14-0 run. It might have been 12-0, but they clawed all the way back and tied the game with a minute to go. Ended up losing. Why are you putting yourself in that hole to begin with? That's the problem, and that's been the Warriors' problem for a very long time. They dig holes. They just dug one again. In two ways, they dug one. They dug one... Inside the game last night, but now they're down 0-1. That's another hole. It like it worked both ways. So the Warriors tend to dig themselves holes. They can get out of them 100. They can get out of them. I'm not saying that the Warriors can't win this series, but when you dig a hole for yourself and jump in it, it makes it a whole lot it a whole lot harder. <laughs> pun no pun intended. But the Warriors dig themselves these holes. It's happened. Many, many times, especially this season, and here they are, lost their home court advantage. Tough game, right? Let's look at the free throws. The Los Angeles Lakers shot 29 free throws, made 25 of them. So the Lakers got 25 points out of free throws. So, you know, you read that stat, you're like, oh, you know, refs were calling a whole lot of penalties, you know, ticky-tack stuff. Um, They're just calling everything, but right, they must call it for both sides, right? The warriors shot six the warriors shot six made five so we had five points off free throws the lakers had 25 points off free throws a 20 point differential in free throws alone and i'm not okay i'm not gonna by the way i worded that previously it might sound like that i'm totally bashing the refs and i'm not there definitely were some questionable calls but not to the point where i thought the refs sold the game um, there were, okay. There were some calls that there were some calls that I definitely did not agree with. A couple of Dennis Schroeder flops. That's, that's inevitable though. It's the Lakers. You're going to see that every, every game, but let's look at this stat right here. Lakers shot 25, three pointers made six. That's not good at all. Six of 25, but they, they shot 25, which isn't a whole lot right in today's NBA, which sounds crazy, but, um, 25 is not the Warriors shot 53 and they were making them. The Warriors shot 20 they, they made 21 of their 53 three point attempts. That's 39.6%. So that's pretty much 40%, which is great. That is a great shooting percentage. But I do see a lot of Warrior fans complaining about the fouls. But you're you're just not gonna get calls. It's a lot harder to get foul calls when you're shooting from the perimeter every time. Right? When, you, when you're driving in and you're you're getting to the bucket you're you're just going to get more foul calls regardless of your team now the warriors have always had the whistle against them it's been that way forever we've seen it time and time again but objectively you shoot 53 three-pointers to the other team's 25 that means that they're going to be they're driving in a lot more they're not shooting as many um deep shots instead they're driving to the bucket right so that's where that comes from the Warriors are gonna to have to learn to attack the bucket. Attack the paint. It's not easy to do that when you're when you're going against Anthony Davis and you're going against LeBron and Rui Hachimura. You got guys in there that can block shots. They blocked they blocked a lot last night, if I'm not mistaken. LeBron and AD combined for seven blocks. D'Angelo Russell had a block. Make it eight. Jared Vanderbilt had two. That's ten right there. Ten blocks between the entire team. The Warriors, Draymond Green had three blocks. That's the only person to record a block last night. The height difference is so, is so like shown, right? It's tough to drive in when you're going against shot blockers and you're that much smaller than them. So I get it, but they're going to have to find a way. So, okay, what's one way to try and drive in more? To try and cut to the, get to the basket instead of relying on the three points shot. Because I'm going to tell you, the Golden State Warriors, from the way they play right now, are three pointer or bust. That's what they are. They're three pointer bust. They can shoot threes. They have the they they can shoot threes better than any team in the NBA. But you know, but you know what about three pointers? Some days you're just gonna be off. Some days I was I was just off the other day. I was playing pickup with my buddies. Normally, I would I would consider myself a very very solid three point shooter out of my group of friends. I was just off. I had a bad day. Tough for me to put the ball in the hole. Stuff like that happens. That's gonna happen to Steph. That's gonna happen to Clay. That's gonna happen to Jordan Poole. We have shooters, but when you live in, when you live by the three, you die by the three. So that's what's tough about a three-point shooting team. But when they're on, it's tough to it's tough to beat them. Okay, so my reasoning here. The Warriors need to get to the basket more. They need to try to get to the basket more. A couple things that the Warriors need, like I just said, they need to get to the basket more. They need athleticism. They need energy. They need explosiveness. I think those are all things that the Warriors need and that the Warriors are lacking right now. Now, go back and listen to every single one of those traits that I just said. Every single one of those things that I just said. Go back and listen. Who did I just describe? Jonathan Kaminga. I just described Jonathan Kaminga. And Jonathan Kaminga sits on the bench every single game and doesn't get minutes. Okay. (laughs) That is something that I've been... Saying for a very long time. I know Jonathan Kaminga played um in the regular season a decent amount. Mostly because Wiggins was out. Is when he kind of got his minutes ramped up. And the crazy part. And I know they kind of are the same player. And they play the same position. So when Wiggins comes back. The logical reasoning is that Kaminga just going to back up a little. I get that. But to not play him at all. The only time Kerr plays him now is is in garbage time. That's it. Jonathan Kaminga is a fantastic player right now, and this is something that I don't understand Steve Kerr's thinking. And I will, n- excuse me, this is something that I don't understand Steve Kerr's thinking. I will never understand Steve Kerr's thinking on this ever. I don't get it. I would love to be inside of Steve Kerr's head right now, trying my hardest to just to just understand, to know what he's thinking, to know why he sits Jonathan Kaminga every single game when we clearly, you know what I didn't even add? Defense. Jonathan Kaminga can play some great defense, and he can play defense on LeBron James. Yeah, he can. He can help out 100%. There's a lot of things that Jonathan Kaminga does. I don't know if Steve Kerr, Jamichael Green is getting minutes. I know Jamichael Green hit two three-pointers last night. Hooray. Good job. That's not going to happen again. We all know that. Okay, Jamichael Green apply supplies absolutely nothing to the Warriors. He doesn't do anything good, okay? You got Jonathan Kaminga sitting on the bench who, like I just said, he can play defense. He can get to the basket. He's athletic. He's probably the most athletic guy on the team. He's explosive. He provides energy. That's all Jonathan Kaminga, and that's all stuff that we need. Steve Kerr is so adamantly insistent on benching Jonathan Kaminga all the time and never playing him, and I will not understand why i don't get it that's something that i will never ever be able to comprehend jonathan kaminga needs minutes he jonathan kaminga is too valuable right now and, and too necessary to the lineup right now for him to not be playing at all not it that doesn't make any sense that doesn't make any sense I'm praying that we see Jonathan Kaminga play in game two. I thought that was a pretty easy adjustment to make for Steve Kerr in game one, but he didn't. I'm hoping he does in game two. But then again, I don't know really what I'm expecting to happen. Because we've seen this movie before. He has some hatred for Jonathan Kaminga. I don't know why. I I, I don't understand it. But he, he deserves to play. And this whole thing, like, hey, Jonathan, yeah, you might be sitting on the bench, but, you know, you're learning how to win. You're learning from the, Jonathan Kaminga deserves to play. I could see if he was not very good right now, kind of like a James Wiseman. Even then, though, they might, they screw that whole thing up. Maybe not even like a James Wiseman. I could just see if if Jonathan Kaminga was a player who just wasn't very good and was like, hey, man, just, you'll sit down and learn from the guys. Jonathan Kaminga can contribute right now. We've seen it. Every time Jonathan Kaminga gets minutes, he contributes. He scores efficiently. He plays good defense. Occasionally, he'll make a mistake. Of course, like a lot of players do. He'll make his mistakes. You know who also makes mistakes? Jordan Poole. He's out there all the time. Jonathan Kaminga made one mistake in the uh, in the Kings series when he played barely. And he, and he was out there and... Um, he was sitting in the corner, and then there was a rebound that he could have gotten if he ran to it, but he stayed planted in the corner, didn't get the rebound. That's a mistake that he made. I, I noticed that, and I could see Steve Kerr being mad about that. That That's something that you got to hustle. He's going to learn from that. Put him back in there. You're just going to sit him forever? Jordan Poole's out here playing the game of how much stupider can I get game by game, and he's still out there. Jonathan Kaminga deserves minutes. He deserves them from what we've seen from him. So this whole thing about sitting Jonathan Kaminga will make absolutely no sense to me whatsoever. He deserves to be playing, and I don't get why he's not. We can use his dynamic inside game. We could use his athleticism. We could use his explosiveness. We could use his energy. But Steve Kerr is very, very adamant on not playing Jonathan Kaminga. So... I don't know how much I'm expecting to change because that's kind of a Steve Kerr thing. The next person I want to talk about is Jordan Poole. We all know that Jordan Poole had his struggles uh, in the King, in the Kings series. Um, shot 4 for 10, 1 for 7, 4 for 13, 8 for 15, which was good, 4 for 12, 2 for 11, 3 of 9. Really one 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 efficient shooting game. Um, Four for 10 isn't horrible in game one, but majority, it was mostly just one efficient shooting game. Um, He played well last night offensively. Jordan Poole shot the ball well. He made six threes of his 11 attempts, shot seven to 15 overall. Um, uh, Jordan Poole, Jordan Poole provided um a lot of offense and a lot of scoring and a lot of energy to the crowd and to the team when he was making his threes because he went on a little run where he hit like three threes. So I was I was happy to see Jordan Poole playing so well offensively. Um, but then we can fast forward to about 16 seconds. It might have been 17 seconds left in the game. Um, Down by three. Steph Curry's got the ball. Gets trapped on the right side has to give it to Draymond Green's got no choice got to give it to Draymond Green's got double team trapped Draymond's got it now my i thought that Draymond Steph was he was starting to run behind Draymond i thought he was going to i thought Draymond was just going to flip it to him but no Draymond instantly swings it to Jordan Poole who is a who, who who's who's a good 27 28 feet away from the basket and he launches the 3 with nobody around him not a soul. No one was around him. Launched the three, bricked it, and the Warriors lost. I see mixed. I see a lot of people on Twitter and social media in general clowning this shot from Jordan Poole. And there's a few people that think it was a good shot. I know Jordan Poole was shooting well today. Yesterday, I know he was shooting well in the game. Shot six of eleven. Right at that point, he was six of ten. From three. That's very good. Shooting six of ten from three is very good. He was shooting six of ten up until that. So I know that he was cap- I know he's capable of making that shot. Of course he is. We've seen him make shots like that. But when you have that much time left on the clock. And you have Steph Curry in here on, on the floor with you. And even Clay Thompson. That is not the shot that you settle for. Not even close. When he shot that, I knew. I just was, I wasn't, I actually was kind of shocked. It shouldn't shock me at this point because Jordan Poole reaches new levels of stupid, I feel like, every game. And this is not to say that he's a stupid person. But it's just like brain fart after brain fart with this guy. What are these, what are these decisions? What is this decision to shoot this ball? I don't, that's not a, that's not the shot that you settle for. I'm all for getting a shot off with time remaining in order, just in case if you miss it, you can potentially get the offensive rebound and get another one. I'm all for that, but make it a good shot. Don't just chuck one up because you don't even know if you're going to get the offensive rebound. We clearly did not right there. Jordan Poole chucks up this shot, clanks it, game ends, Warriors lose Bad decision-making from Jordan Poole. Terrible decision-making from Jordan Poole. Like, that's that's a terrible shot. That is a very, very bad shot selection from Jordan Poole. I don't know why he shot that. I don't know what he was thinking. And I know everyone's going to be out there. Oh, but if he made it, you wouldn't be talking. Okay, I know. I wouldn't be talking. I'd be stoked. But he didn't make it. So I'm mad. Why would you take that shot? That's such a dumb argument. I've had a couple people tell me that today. Well, dude, if he made it, you wouldn't, you wouldn't, you'd, you wouldn't be mad. Duh. I know. But he missed. Okay. He missed the shot. So I'm pretty mad because that was a dumb shot to begin with. Okay. <sighs> what do the Warriors need to do to win game two and ultimately win this series? First off, they have to win game two. They're not, they, they're not going to go down O2. They can't go down O2 going back to Staples Center or Crypto. Arena, whatever it's called. Um. So they have to win game two. They, the biggest thing they need to do is try to attack the try to attack the basket. Um, and a way to do that is give Jonathan Kaminga minutes. That's the biggest way you're going to do that. Get that kid in the game. He deserves it. He's good at that. Get him in the game. Steve Kerr, if you're listening. Get Kaminga in the game. Kaminga's got to play. I'm all for giving Moody more minutes. No reason why JerMichael Green should be playing. I don't. I would love to have an answer for for Anthony Davis, but I don't think we have one. Try to force him to shoot, but I don't know how you're even going to do that. So I'm expecting Anthony Davis to have a monster series against this very small Warriors team. There's not a whole lot you could do. Jordan Poole's got to be a better decision maker. We got to try and get fouls by driving in. That's that's a part of attacking the basket. You got to get the foul calls. You got to try, because if they're going to shoot 29 free throws, you're not going to win. You got to shoot. You got to get to the line. If that's how many they shoot. And if they keep shooting 40% from three, I mean that's very good to shoot forty percent from three, so limit the turnovers and they did fine. With uh, turnovers, I think they had eight. That's fine, but you got to get to the basket. You got to try and draw fouls. You gotta be smart with the ball, like always, and you got to keep on shooting well. You got to keep shooting forty percent. But I think the biggest thing is is getting to the bucket and getting fouls. You gotta learn how to do that. They got they have to do that. Um, I don't know how how we're gonna really stop Anthony Davis. I don't think that's possible. So we'll see what happens, but. Ultimately, this is going to be a great series. Um, there's one day of rest in between each game. That could ultimately help the Warriors, I feel like. Um, but it doesn't really matter. One day of rest between each game. Warriors-Lakers heading into Game 2. My prediction is that the Lakers win this series now. Um, actually, I I before the series started, I was picking the Warriors. And I knew Anthony Davis was going to play well because we don't have anybody to match up with him. I didn't know if I expected him to dominate like that. And I don't think he's going to dominate like that, like every game of the series. But Anthony Davis is going to be the best player in this series, I think. And just because we have nobody to stop him. I don't know if the Warriors end up coming out of this series. They totally can. But just from what I saw last night, I don't know if we're going to have... A huge answer i'm not relying on d'angelo russell to make a whole bunch of shots again he went on that stretch d'angelo russell's not consistent like that so i'm not worried about that honestly i'm more worried i'm more scared of austin reeves making shots like that but ultimately lebron is not that guy anymore this he's not the best player on his team anthony this is anthony davis's team here if we get Kaminga in there play some defense on lebron we we'll have to figure this out, but I think the Warriors have a shot to win this. Still, they could still win Game Two. They have to win Game Two. I think if they wanna, if they wanna win the series, um, I I I think if I was a betting man, I'd put my money on the Lakers, um, just because they're bigger, just because they're bigger, just because Anthony Davis is more dominant, and just because I don't think we have an answer for Anthony Davis. So, this will be very interesting. Uh, tomorrow's game. I'm assuming it's 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 at seven. Um, it's at six actually. So okay um that's six so this will be interesting the warriors are actually favored by five and a half there you go um but there's a lot of things that went wrong last game for the warriors they had chances to win and they blew it they blew it Jordan Poole's shot at the end was terrible um Jonathan Kaminga getting no minutes is a is bad bad decision making from Steve Kerr um horrible defense all around I want to see Gary Payton the second get more minutes um, I think I'm um, I love Dante DiVincenzo, but he hasn't been playing all that well in the playoffs so far. I think Gary Payton's been playing better, been providing even more energy, and that's I like Dante, but I think Gary Payton's been providing more. I think he should be getting more minutes. There's no reason JerMichael Green should be getting minutes over Moses Moody or Jonathan Kaminga. So. Steve's got to get those guys in the lineup. We're going to have to make a whole bunch of adjustments for game two and for the rest of this series, but I think it's possible. They, they can do it. It's going to be a battle of a series. It's going to go six or seven. Um, If I was a betting man, I put my money on the Lakers, I think. But I think the Warriors are offensively way more talented than the Lakers. I do, but they're going to have to figure out and make these adjustments in order to win this series. So I'm excited for it. Anyways. That's going to be it for me today. Uh, it's going to keep it a, sh- a short little episode, but we'll see what happens tomorrow with the Warrior game. But you know you can find me on social media, on Instagram at the nightshift.pod, on TikTok at the and on Twitter at the nightshift, with two T's at the beginning, two T's at the end. Be sure to leave a review, a rating, uh, anything like that on wherever you're listening to this. This would be so much appreciated. Five stars preferably, but always be honest. Let me know what I can improve on. Um, but I appreciate you all listening, staying until the end. And let's see if the Warriors can get it done tomorrow night and even this series up at 1-1. Uh, it's going to be a very, very good game. And like I said, a very good series. So I'm, so I'm super excited. Um, But it's going to be interesting. And it, it might get a little frustrating for me as a Warrior fan. So we'll see what happens. But again, everyone out there listening, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And that'll be it for me. I'm out. Peace.